Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. Join one of the Adelaide 36ers favourite sons as we deep dive into everything past and present about one of the most storied franchises in the NBL. It's Sixers Fix, your Adelaide 36ers podcast. Hello and welcome to Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis for another week and mixed mixed news, obviously. Not quite the results we were hoping for from the Adelaide 36ers over the past two games, but short turnaround. We've got two more games to look forward to, which we'll do our best to preview on this week's show. We'll catch up with CJ Bruton on our Ask the Coach segment, thanks to Sports Card World. Plenty more in the NBL world for us to talk about as well. I'm Chris Pike, but the man you've all tuned in to hear from, the legend himself, the only man involved in every Adelaide 36ers championship. Scott, have you survived the rain of this week? Unbelievable deluge we had the, had a few days ago. Mate, I thought I was back in Townsville for a while there. It's, uh, we've, had, we've had rain, we've had humidity, which, uh, you know, we have such a dry heat here in Adelaide. You know, it's driving people were a little bit bonkers at the moment. We're just not used to the humidity and it, it, it is quite uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, it's only around, you know, sort of the early uh, 30 degree mark. I mean, normally this time of the year we're, you know, we can have a week of 40 degrees, but we haven't had that. But I, I almost, I never thought I'd say this, but I think I'd almost rather a 40 degree day with, dry heat than yep. the, the humidity that we've had the last few days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mixed results, well, not even mixed results, I guess. When we spoke last week, we were feeling pretty good after the win against the Wildcats, but a tough couple of games against Melbourne and, and, and the Illawarra Hawks. Before we go into the games in more detail, um, were you disappointed overall in the, the couple of performances? Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, that Perth game gave us such great promise, you know, moving forward and, and it was always difficult to know what was, what was going to happen coming out of such a weird, uh, you know, layoff, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to train five times in 31 days. But, uh, you know, they obviously took full advantage in that Perth game and, uh, you know, look, there's no shame in losing to Melbourne United, but, uh, or, or even in a war, especially yeah. at home for, the, for that matter. But, um, I guess, you know, one of the things that would, that is a problem and would be concerning CJ at the moment is, you know, we, we, we hang around, we, we seem to be sort of in the games and then in a, in a matter of minutes it can just blow out and, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, that margin just gets away with us. It went from, you know, eight down in that third quarter in Illawarra to down by 21 in, in about uh, four minutes, you know. it was uh, and, that, and that's got to be alarming when you... You know, you can't stem the throw, and obviously basketball is such a game of momentum. It's, uh, I'm sure it's something they've been talking about, um, and hopefully, uh, you know, moving forward against the Jack Jumpers, it's something they correct because, uh, boy, oh boy, do we need this win coming up. <laughs> Absolutely, so. yeah. Three and five, and then with Melbourne to come on Sunday, I, I think it's almost a, a must win because there's a bit of a gap opening up between the top four and the rest, and we don't want to lose touch. Um the, the game against Melbourne United, I want to get your thoughts. What was the feeling like in the building? Because as funny as it sounds, it was a 19-point margin by the finish, but I kind of felt like they didn't play that badly. I, f- I think Melbourne is just that good of a team right now. What was the feeling in the building live? Oh, look, the, you know, there's obviously no question Melbourne are rolling at the moment. And, um, you know, we, we made the comments uh, during the game that uh, they don't have a lot of weaknesses. No. You know, there's, there's depth everywhere, there's... There's size, there's shooting, there's athleticism, and uh, uh, look, it was uh, it it was it probably yeah you know, probably seemed a little bit closer for periods of the game, but uh, 
you know, their class, uh, you know, sort of got away from us uh, towards the end. Uh, you know, when you got a guy like Goulding, you know, he, he got going for a while there. But, you know, they had, you know, you know contributions right across the board. And uh, um, it was a tough one. It was disappointing. And, and as we talked about, so much promise going into that game, um, you know, to come away and uh, and lose. Well, that margin in the end was, uh, was certainly disappointing. Their big man probably got on top. So Luala Chulin and Hook Porty had had pretty good games. Um, let's talk about Isaac Humphreys because we had such high hopes of him being healthy for this season and what he might be able to produce, but he's now out for, for several weeks. Um, when he comes back, there's no guarantee he'll be you know, fully healthy either. I mean, how big of a blow is it to not have Isaac Humphreys and, and not know if he's going to be able to make it back? Well, it's huge, and, and like you said, we, you know, we don't know if he will be back. Yeah. It's, it's um, and and it was always going to be difficult for him not really having a preseason either. And mm. uh, yeah, he needed a good preseason, and, and to you know have that that length of an off season, um, you know, to come into the preseason still with problems is uh, you know is, is 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 a concern. You know, moving forward, it's it's you know, you know what what do you do with him? Obviously, we see you know the talent that he has and, and what an impact he can have on the game when he's healthy. But, uh, you know, there's got to be some serious questions about that uh, moving forward. And, and I guess it made, you know, the Cameron Bairstow pick up oh, just so, so hugely important. And uh, um, thankfully, he's been able to stay healthy because obviously there's, mm. there's, there was the you know, question mark over him. But um, as I think we mentioned last week, he's, you know, he's, he's probably MVP of the club at the moment. Mm. He's um, he, He's been a fantastic pick-up and he's going to need to continue to, to be so. And, and, you know, Daniel Johnson's obviously going to be important going forward. And, you know, and Kai Soto and, and Manny Nalua and some of these guys are going to get opportunities that, yeah, they probably may not have been expecting this early in their careers, but uh, uh, we, we have, uh, you know, we do have good sizes and good depth in the front court, and, and we're going to need every every ounce of that moving forward. That's for sure. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. If Isaac is now in such doubt for the season going forward, is the depth there in the front court, or I mean, there's a there's a free import spot on the team. Do they need to potentially look for look for for someone to come in, or do they just go with what they've got? Well, I'm not the one paying the bills, but you know, you'd, you'd love to you'd love to see you know them uh, you know, add something to the team that can can really improve it. Yeah, you know, and they have an immediate impact. And I have no idea whether that is something they're they're thinking about or looking at. I'm, I'm sure they're always weighing up different options uh, going forward. I mean, Kai Soto was yeah you know, was was never meant to be a major minute player this year. This was always going to be a learning yeah. year for him, and and I think most people sort of expected a sort of five and ten minutes out of him. Yeah, you know, Manny Manny Malouis is, is his rookie year in the NBL. It's it's uh, and once again he's was probably not expected to play you know much if at all. So uh, and, yeah, and with Manny, he's probably a three at NBL level, isn't he? At a stretch of four, if you need him to be. Well, he's got good size, and, and he, you know he, he's got a he's, he's got a good perimeter shot. So um, you know he, he's pretty versatile. But yeah, you know, your question is, do we have a depth? Well, it, it's unproven depth, isn't it? You know, outside outside of, outside of DJ and uh, um, and uh, and Cam Besto. So um, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, maybe maybe we don't, but uh, we're certainly going to find out <laughs> in a real hurry. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Because the Jack Jumpers, they've got Will Magne, and then we know, you know, Mel- Melbourne have got those bigs to come back on Sunday. So we'll find out a bit more over these next couple of ge- couple of games. Um, 
on the on the on the Melbourne game before we move on to Illawarra, um, Premier Mind Tours are bringing us our Player of the Year award for for this year again, Scott. Um, how did you go with the votes? Because I'd be very surprised if Cam Besto doesn't extend his lead. Yeah, I had Cam Besto as our best player in that game. You know, 18 points and eight rebounds and just uh, you know, just another really solid uh, you know, contribution from him. Um, you know, after that, it was a bit tricky. I, I thought, um, you know, I thought Todd Withers was okay, and I think he's, he's been he's been okay. You know, uh, you know, he's not setting the world on fire, but averaging you know about ten points and five rebounds, and uh, you know, as always, I thought, uh, a, I thought he had a good weekend. I thought these were probably his two best games. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it probably you know the second and third votes probably was um, Todd and, and Sunday. Um, um, you know, I don't think anyone else sort of sneaks into that uh, into that equation. You know, DJ, you know, eight points and five rebounds. You know, Mitch McCarron had you know ten rebounds and seven assists, but uh, you know, really struggled offensively in, in that game. Yeah, but he, um, he only shot one of eight. I'm interested on DJ. Before I do narrow you down on the votes, um, his numbers don't look huge. I mean, we're not used to seeing only eight points from DJ, but he only took eight shots, so he's he's actually been pretty efficient with what he's doing, but. Do we need to be getting him more more shots? Absolutely. I I, I made the comment during the game that uh, if he hasn't touched the ball, you know, every second or third time down the court, you know, if he's not, if the play's not being run for him, he certainly needs to touch the ball. And mm. uh, you, you know, he's, he's too good an efficient scorer. Um, and the other second part of that is too is you know the bigs that they had were hurting us. Well, let's make those buggers play defense for a while yeah, as well. You know, like that because. Well, yeah, we they, know they that got, both their bigs are foul prone. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, I was getting a little bit frustrated uh, from the cheap sheets the other day watching. Uh, you know, and he had eight shots, but it was a, you know, a very large portion of that game. He'd, he'd only had sort of four or five shots. Yeah. Um, and he didn't uh, get to the foul uh, either, so he just didn't get any. Touches. No. And that's and that's just not enough, you know. He, as we know, he he needs to be touching the ball regularly and then you know, shooting fifteen. Plus shots a game. I think it's uh, no one would be uh, would annihilate if and and even yeah he can get his shot away anytime he wants. You know he's got the step back. He's he's got you know, obviously the three point range. He does a great job of getting to the line. He's looked a little um, frustrated, I suppose, and that's that that comes with losing as well. But um, uh, hopefully you know he he we need him with his mojo back and you know back to you know, twenty and ten. Mm. Sort of, sort of numbers on a regular basis, and and once again, I've got no doubt that that uh, that will happen. Um, so uh, let's hope it starts against the Jack Jumpers. Yeah, let's hope so. All right, let's go back to the votes. So two votes. You going with Todd Withers or Sunday Detch? Oh boy, you put me put me on the spot here, Chris. Um, look, I will go. Uh, I'm going to go with Sunday. There you go. Um, I, I just, you know, you, you know, he's a favourite of mine anyway. Um, I, I just love what I think he deserves it. I just love what he, you know, what he does defensively, and the amount of time that he's had out to be able to jump back in and uh, you know play at the level he's playing is, is, I think, testament to the way he looks after his body. And um, you know, he's just a total professional. And uh, so, yeah, two two for Sunday and one vote for Todd Withers. I think we'll come back to both those guys after the Illawarra game as well. So we'll we'll talk about them a bit more in a second. Now, after that game on Saturday, obviously, at home, we was over to Wollongong to play the Hawks. And 
The Hawks had been called out by Brian Gorgian. He wasn't happy with the way they had played a couple of days earlier against Perth. And, and they, they responded. I mean, the 11-point the margin at the end probably flatters Adelaide, which is a, a, a bit of a concerning trend because the 26 points that they lost to Cairns by was also flattering. Um, this wasn't an 11-point game. This was, a, this was a blowout. It was, it was pretty disappointing. Uh, very disappointing. Yeah, we did, and um, yeah, we, we we made Harry Froling look like Dirk Nowitzki, and uh, you, you know we we we've, we've made a trend in uh, you know in recent years of, of people having uh, well, it seems seems like we've made a trend of having people have career games against us, yeah. and uh, you know it was just it was just all too easy. And um, uh, look, I, I know. Yeah, you know, we put some, you know, you know, got some reasonable minutes in the Kai Soto, but you know, defensively, he, you know, he, he's learning his craft, and um, you know, when he's you know, been asked to defend out of the three-point line, it's it's a it's a tricky one when you're seven foot three as well, and that that will come with you know, as he you know gets more endurance and gets more court time, but um, he's not the only one. I mean, we see every, everyone that's seven foot plus struggle in that area, and Nate Jarwai still struggles defending yeah. like that too. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, but yeah, I, I you know if, if you see Joe Bruton, that's that's a bitterly disappointing game, and it's it's one that um, I think you're right. I think the margin probably did flatter us in the end, and uh, um, once again they they get a chance to uh, you know to, to turn that round fairly quickly, and uh, they, they're certainly going to need to. That you know, as you said, with Melbourne coming in here on the weekend, uh, you know, we need to get that sorted uh, sooner rather than later. You know Shane Froling, obviously. I mean, forty-five points from his from his two sons in that game. He'd uh, he'd be up and about, old Froles. <laughs> yeah. He'd be he'd have the he'd have the chest puffed out, and um, look, that's that's fantastic to, to, to see. But uh, I think they were sort of back to reality a little bit tonight. But wow. um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, yeah, you know, they had great. You know, great contrib- you know, contributors and those guys and and their Americans on the night and. Uh, um, yeah, you know, like you said, Gorge gave them a bit of a rocket and uh, they certainly responded in that game, that's for sure. I want to get your thoughts on Dusty Hannes. He didn't start either of these two games, but I'm okay with that because I think Sunday deserves to start and Sunday brings the energy that you need from the start of, of a game. So I'm okay with Dusty coming off the bench, but as we spoke about last week, if he comes off the bench, he needs to have an immediate impact and he needs to be aggressive and he needs to be... Getting, getting his shots up. I mean, in this game, he played less than 14 minutes, only took four shots, um, only took one three-point shot. Um, is that a little bit of a concern, the way he's going? Oh, it's a huge concern. And, uh, uh, you know, 17 minutes against Melbourne, and I think 13, as I said, you know, against Illawarra. I, I don't know, you know, if there's anything, uh, you know, physically there, whether he's carrying an injury or whether... You know, they've kept it all fairly under wraps. Might have had COVID, you know, we, we don't know, yeah. Well, exactly right. They've kept, they've managed to keep that very much under wraps. Who hasn't? Who hasn't had COVID? And, and you know, well, the one thing we do know is that there are have been a number of players involved in the team that have had it. Mm. Um, you know, perhaps that's it. I hope that's it. Um, but. Yeah, he's obviously down in confidence at the moment, and uh, I guess with Mitch McCarron out uh, Friday night, yeah, I was going to get to that later. That's huge. You'd imagine he's going to get the opportunities, uh, and I I would just like to see him. I I have no problem if he comes out and shoots ten three pointers. That's ten three pointer attempts a game, and he needs to. He's he's fighting for his career right now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, if I you know if I was speaking to him, I would say if you know, if you're going to go down, go down your way. Yeah. You know, go go down. You you you're brought in as a shooter. 
you know, just shoot the ball. If he if he goes if he goes zero for ten, well, at least you're going down your way. But the reality of it is, he'll probably go five for ten or six for oh, ten because he's shooting the shots that he's comfortable taking. And uh, oh, I'd I'd like to see him just come out and, and just be, um, uh, you know, just <laughs> just play the game with reckless abandon. And it's 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 difficult. Um, it's difficult. I know when you you know when when you are struggling and uh, you don't have that confidence. But um, you know, I've played. I've played for coaches in the past, and you know, you do do go through times when if you're not playing much, there's a little bit of oh, woe it's me. But you know, when you snap out of it and just go, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to go out and play my game, and what happens will will, will happen. Um, you, you're in much better a much better headspace to to deal with that. And I, I just hope that Dusty just just goes out and just um, you know just plays his game, and and you know really uh, you know really sets the tone for the game for us. Yep, absolutely. Speaking of three point shooting, the two standouts for this game. I know it was a tough night, but the two that did stand up was Sunday and and Todd Withers. Um, they shot the lights out between them as well. And they went 9 of 15 from 3 between them. Um, we don't need to talk about who helped Sunday in the offseason. That's been done to death. But how good is it to see him not only back, but shooting the ball like he never has before? He is. He is. And uh, let me tell you, young Brett Mars had his... Uh, he's a- <laughs> He's out of the chest, uh, he's been strutting around like a peacock, getting a mention on the replay about the work he'd done with Sunday Ditch. And, uh, um, you know, as we always say, we don't want to blow too much sunshine up his backside. He's, uh, he's had enough plaudits over his career. But, uh, look, Sunday, to his credit, you know, to, to source someone out like Brett to get into work, uh, you know, work on, you know, what he perceived was a weakness in his game has, uh, has been great. And, uh, you know, he, he is a, yeah, supremely confident in his own ability, and uh, you know, told me you know in the preseason he wanted to shoot forty five percent from the three point line this year, and uh, obviously the injury puts uh, you, you know curtailed that, or curtailed getting on the court. But you know, that's lofty ambitions. You know, that, that's some pretty serious territory if you're talking that, and you know whether he gets to that or not probably doesn't matter but the fact I guess the point I'm getting is you know he sets goals for himself that he strives to achieve and, and will try and do anything he can to get to that uh, to that level um, well, he's well and truly doing that so far he's going at 59% yeah. so far yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I, and I think we'll continue to do so and uh, uh, I just hope you know, I mean, you just don't know how the season's going to pan out. But I just, I just pray and hope that he's. Uh, we see him in the thirty-six uniform for a long time. Um, I'd be trying, I'd be trying to sign him now for for another three years and just get him locked away because he's such a, he's just such a, um, uh, you know, an incredible competitor and just a, just such a classy guy to have around uh, an organisation that you know we can't afford not to have him going forward. More importantly, is he getting any closer to a South Adelaide? Uniform. No, we've uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's a tough one there. But uh, look, I'm, I'm sure I could squeeze him in and find a position for him if he if he wanted to have a run around in the off season. But uh, uh, no, like he's just uh, yeah, he's, I think he's probably probably keen to explore some European uh, opportunities during the off season. He's certainly doing no harm uh, with the form he's in at the moment. Oh no. Votes in our Premium Mind to his Player of the Year, Scott. I'd be very surprised if Sunday doesn't take away the three. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's no, there's no, no question that Sunday gets the, uh, you know, gets the three votes for that game. I, I thought he was, uh, thought he was outstanding, and, and and once again to do that 
you know, and so, so quickly after getting back on the court, it is quite incredible. Um, uh, Todd Withers for me um, was was fairly clearly the, the second best player for us, and uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to go and sneak Kai Soto in there for oh, for okay. one vote. I thought, uh, you, you know, I thought, you know, twelve points, four rebounds. Five rebounds, I think it was. Um, yeah, he, he, you know, it, it's. Um, I, I like that he was aggressive enough to get to the foul line too. I mean, he got there eight times. Ab- ab- absolutely, um, he didn't shoot particularly well from the field, but mm. uh, you know, to get his, you know, get some extended minutes and to get on there uh, will do his confidence. Uh, no end of good, and uh, I guess like Isaac, he had a very limited preseason as well, which uh, which has probably hurt him. Yeah, you know, as much as anyone, but you know, coming into professional basketball for the first time, but uh, you know, getting these minutes into him now is, is a fantastic thing, and I would expect him to have, uh, you know, hopefully a similar sort of game on Friday night. Yep, that's all to look forward to. Before we get to CJ Bruden on our Ask the Coach segment, Scott, just want to get your thoughts on what you're seeing around the rest of the league. Um, the gap between the top four now and the rest of the league's growing. It's a little bit of a concern if you're one of the teams. Outside of the top four, obviously Melbourne and Perth are, are really streaking away, and I kind of get the feeling Southeast Melbourne haven't clicked into gear yet, but they're still sitting pretty nicely um, at five and two. The Hawks are probably the ones that aren't quite locked in. They're, they're five and four after their their loss tonight to, to Perth. But yeah, can you see that top four changing? You know, which of the bottom bottom six teams are are still in the hunt? It, look, to be honest with you, it is, it's difficult to see it uh, changing. Yeah, Brisbane are. You know, Brisbane are up and down. Um, you, you know, Cairns of uh, you know just uh, just haven't played many games. Um, I, I think you know I, I don't see it with Sydney. Um, you know, you you want to stay optimistic about the thirty sixes and and you know these next couple of games will probably give us a clearer mm. position going forward. And um, you know, unfortunately, the Jack Jumpers in New Zealand have you know bringing up the bring up the rear. So it is. Uh, I, I think. You know, probably Illawarra is probably the only one that is is within reach, and they they have been a little bit up and down lately. But you know, the concern with them is there's obviously there's talent there, and, and obviously there's there's great coaching. Mm. So you, you know, you know, Gorge isn't letting get them into you know too much of a funk for too long before they come out and start putting something together. But oh, I agree with you with the Phoenix. I think you know the, the best of them is yet to come, and uh, they, they could be downright scary once they're you know consistently firing on all, all cylinders. So look, it's anything can happen, and, and and as we've seen, and with this you know this whole COVID crap, it's it yeah you know, it can it can wipe teams out. Yeah. So you, you know you just you just need to keep. Taking care of business, uh, you know, I've said it before, you, you need to take care of uh, the home quarter and win at home. And once again, that's going to be difficult for us on Sunday with Melbourne United coming in. But, you know, I think it's good now that we're getting games quickly. Um, quick turnaround. Mitch McCarron, we, we touched on it, is a huge out and, and a really, uh, you know, going to be tough to cover um, because he, even when he... Yeah, even when he doesn't have a great game, you know, scoring wise, you know, he's rebounding, he's, um, you know, he's, he's passing the ball, he, he's, he's one of our leaders, or he's our leader, he's our captain, obviously. So, um, but it gives other people opportunities, you know, you know, Ted Duffelmeyer, you know, you would expect to get some extended minutes. We spoke about Dusty, you know, Sunday's going to play. And sometimes when you do, you know, you're forced to shorten your rotations because of, Injuries, or in this case, COVID, um, it, it 
sometimes isn't a bad thing. So, you know, because guys know they're going to play more consistent, more regular minutes, and uh, let's just hope that's the case. Uh, but they do have to go down there and, and, and win that game. I mean, there's... Yeah, you know, there's there's no doubt about that. They go down to lose that game, come back here, you know, a little bit fatter than bruised, and 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 then you know hit, hit Melbourne United. It's mm. uh, you know you don't want to be three and seven. That's for sure. No, absolutely not. So the man that's in the hot seat, CJ Bruton. He's as we recorded our chat for for Sports Guard World. He just landed in Hobart, so let's get to him now, and then then we'll be back to wrap up the show, Scott. No problems. Okay, back on Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. Time for our Ask the Coach segment. Thanks to Sports Card World. And once again, one of our lucky listeners will win five packs of the NBA Hoops 2021-22 cards. Valued at $75, CJ. So it's not a bad prize. And I believe you've just landed in Hobart. That's almost becoming your second home right now. <laughs> we definitely have been here a lot, a lot longer than any other place in uh, throughout Australia. But yes... Uh... I mean, it's good to be back here, but um, to play games and and uh, keep improving throughout the season. This is the first time we've had a chance to talk to you since we've been back in back in action. Before we talk about the basketball, I just want to find out quickly how did how did you and your family? You're all new to Adelaide. How did you go during that that four week break where I assume you didn't get the chance to to leave the house a hell of a lot? I didn't. Uh, they were able to, but uh, I wasn't able to. Really making the most of the time with our family and getting out there, but spending time with the kids is pretty good. It's cool holidays, clearly not getting out the house, you know, Uno cards, uh, Minecraft, and different things that the kids like doing, and uh, being able to, yeah, watch movies and and just being each other's company was was good. And my mother's here as well, so she's not the other been able to return to Perth, so she's been here since the first game of the season, so which is the longest time she's spent with uh, me and my kids. So. It's been great having her. Um, I know she's missing Perth, and, and I know my brother's missing not having her around to help out with the kids, but it's uh, definitely a special time for all of us, even though it's yeah. during COVID. I also wanted to ask about your dad. Obviously, you you grew up watching your dad coach, then you had your yep. dad there to watch you play a lot of your career, and now it's been great to see him be able to get to some of your games that you're coaching. What's it like having having your dad there to watch you, you now be, be your coach? Oh, I think I've looked at it like uh, any time he's been able to be around, it's great knowing that um, person that helps you throughout your career is always there, um, always proud of you and uh, want to encourage you. And, you know, a different set of eyes has obviously been across my career and throughout my whole basketball journey in my life. So uh, it's great great that he's been involved. Um, he's been, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just blessed, really. Okay, let's get to our our listeners' questions. One of these listeners will win win the prize for this week, CJ. So we'll yep. we'll we'll whip through them. Firstly, Nate Turner. I'm going to rule him ineligible because he won a couple of weeks ago, but <laughs> but he's still got a good question. So I'll put his question to you. He's asked, yep. with Bear being a late signing and having an injury riddled two years, are you surprised by the production you are getting from him, or is this on par with what you thought he could he could produce? And then he's just commented. Most fans would certainly have him top two, if not number one, on our MVP boards for our boys. Uh, yeah, I think um, I knew what Bear was capable of delivering. Clearly, he was with me from his first stint in the NBL uh, with the boards. And um, 
being able to watch him uh, develop and grow and the injuries that he's had throughout his time uh, returning to Australia is, yeah, it, it's been sad, but to watch him overcome them and how he's handled every situation and what he's had to go through to get himself um, able to, to play an elite level again, uh, that's more than him. I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, I knew what I was getting if I got the band that's healthy and listened to his story for what happened in Wollongong to how he is now. And yeah, I'm glad that uh, the club was, was able to come to terms and allow that in the play for us. But, you know, without him, we could be in a different situation right now. Yeah. Just a quick follow-up. I mean, have you ever seen someone more diligent and professional in their preparation? Because he, he leaves absolutely no no stone unturned <laughs> to get his body to get his body right. Yeah, he's um, always been that way. I think um, from his, his time from college to NBA and then returning to, to Australia, he's definitely been 100%. And I said to the group um, when we when we signed, even before we signed him, that I hope that you guys take in just some, not only his preparation, but his dedication to his craft um, and, and understanding what the other team does to how we take advantage of it and, and the team scouts. So, um Yes, he's been he's been great, and like I said before, it's definitely an honour to have him on the squad. Fantastic, Kyle Wood is next, and I'm going to rule him out too because he because he's 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 won a couple of times already. But he's got a good he's got a good question to put to you. If there was an instant mm. fix to one part of the team's play, what would you change right now, and why? If there was an in- instant fix, yeah, yeah, oh, an instant fix. Um, dude, uh, I'd just like everyone to be healthy. Like, I'm yet to still have a full squad be on the floor at one time, not only for practice, but even for a game. And uh, I don't know when I get that. Right now, if, uh, not having Isaac play, clearly he's a, an elite player in this competition and, and for this club. Mm. And to not have a star player like that, and we're not the only team in that boat. Clearly uh, so not having Jordan Hunter for Sydney Kings. But, you know, I'm not just painting a sad picture. Yeah, it's just, sure. you know, we're the situation we're in and, I think if there's something that I can have as an instant, instant fix, like, you know, the team has been picked, has been picked, it's like, but, you know, to have all these players at different times from Sunday to get injured mm. at the time that he did and not start the season with him, uh, hurt us after having the preseason that we had, and then we were still, we were still growing together. Like, I never had a full squad for preseason, as I said to you earlier, yeah. so definitely, uh, yeah, it would have to be, um, if I had an instant fix, that would be it. It's, it's not a bad one. Um, Nick McHugh is next, and he's asking about Sunday, so that, that was a, a nice segue. Um, <laughs> Nick's asked, is there an opportunity for us to find ways to extract more scoring value out of Sunday Detch, given his shooting improvement from deep, or is, <laughs> or is fluid offense that creates opportunities for all five players on the floor the way to continue? Well, right now, you've, you've got to have a balanced attack. If you're watching anything about the NBL, there's certain guys that, could, that score the ball and have the ball in their hands a lot more. Um, with that, can be there's some positives and negatives for everyone in that space and every club. But uh, I think for us to get the, the most value out of Sunday, as you all know, and from what you're seeing, he's he's a heart and soul, and he can score the ball and it has improved mm. uh, defensively. He's also a guy that's you know non nonsense and and a, and a tough defender and has been throughout his whole career. And um, I still need to be able to get that balance right of him being able to to lock down players as well as score the ball and. Um, he scored at a good rate, and yes, it's uh, how he gets his shots. So, uh, from our guards creating shots, and for him to be able to understand when his opportunities are there to take them, as he has been. 
Excellent. Um, next is Ashley Burrell. He's asked. I'm interested to see what how you how you respond to this one. Who is the standout player in the competition for you this year? Who's the standout player in the competition in the league, the whole league? Um, well, that's a that is a good question. Um, I mean, everyone's had a had a moment, and if I'm looking around the league, it, you know, there's two players that stick out in the games that I've watched, and I haven't watched every game in, in the competition. Clearly, Mitch Creek is having a sensational year. Um, even whatever their record is, it doesn't matter. It's just he's he's um, worked out that that three ball and, and found a way to to uh, make more of them. Um, his ability to get on the rim has always been good, and I think he's just grown a little more in that space. Uh, I don't know if it was the off season or just the chemistry of the group that they have, and or continuity with their group, which mm. is helpful. I think uh, the other one is probably Robert Frank. If you're talking about import, yeah, sure. Victor and Robert Frank have had major impacts on on both um, both their uh, respective clubs. I think um, Big Law went, went to Perth knowing that he was going to be more of that primary scorer. Um, he wanted the ball in his hands a little more in Brisbane. Mm. Um, well, he gets that in in, in Perth and, um, you know, he's right up there in scoring and also his team's up there as well. And I think uh, Robert Frank has been that guy that's produced and I know that that time's like I've heard the commentators, and I normally don't listen to them. <laughs> I don't have it on very, very loud to listen to that and just be able to watch the game and think. But um, when well, I have watched it and heard them talk about how you know they, he needs to get going or he needs to be good for them to win, but that's the byproduct of your team. Like you've got to be able to get the ball in the right spots. And he's a catch and shoot guy, and he's a deadly three point shooter for sure. Um, but without Darrell Harrison, he's going to have to you know yeah. make more shots and play big and and be faster and. I think he's contributed very well to our competition and adjusted very well uh, from day one. Yep, uh, I, I don't think too many people will argue with those those choices. Um, Ethan Scott has got an, a bit of a reflective one for you, CJ. What's yep. something you know now that you'd love to tell a fifteen-year-old version of yourself, be it basketball-related or life in general? Uh, probably be life in general. Um, I think, uh, you know, when you're in that, I guess now I'm older now and you, you know, watch kids in their 20s and they're, you know, around 20 to 25 and the invincibility of, you know, not only life and as a, well, I wasn't a, wouldn't say I was a wild child, but, um, you know, driving a car recklessly every once in, you know, every once in a while, like, I feel like everyone does it at some point in their life and feel it and I've been fortunate I'm still here. Mm. So I didn't, didn't overdo it in that place, but, um, by really appreciating like every every step in the in the journey, and then and then grinding it, because I think I wouldn't I would definitely wouldn't change anything that's happened. But um, just that idea of just making sure that you uh, appreciate every moment, because as they come and go, and every team that you play with, every person that you meet, it's a big difference. And I don't think I took it for granted, but it's you know really appreciate that if I got to go back and do it again. No, great answer. All right, CJ. So. Let's rule out the first couple because they are past winners. So we've got Nick who asked you about about Sunday. We had yep. we had Ashley Burrell who asked you about the standout player in the comp, and Ethan who just asked that question about what you would tell your fifteen year old version of yourself. Out of those yep. three, who did who did you like? I'll take Ethan. I think uh, yep. anytime when you're talking about you know what do you learn from yourself and what can you give back and what can you do is definitely special. And basketball related or not, it's, it's definitely a key part of life. 
Fantastic, CJ. Well, and well done to Ethan. We'll get you your prize thanks to Sports Card World. Just quickly, before I let you go, CJ, what can we expect to see tomorrow night now against the, the Jack Jumpers? Well, we're clearly playing you know, four games in eight, eight days coming up, so we need to, well, we haven't played the fourth game, but, yeah. but just in, in the, the think that we are, we need to definitely, definitely play um, a little bit slower because uh, you know, the games have crept up on us and and while we've started very well, first game to the Melbourne, we need to make sure we sustain, sustain consistency in that space. Uh, but the, the Jack Jumpers have played very well against Melbourne United, and even against Phoenix, and even though it was a low-scoring game, they, they lead the league in skill. So we definitely have to you know, be switched on and, and not turn the ball over early. Uh, they got a great fate, great fan base, and they, they execute very well. So with our size-wise, I'm looking to take advantage of that. It's um, our, our teams will change up. We'll change our lineup up. Um, our defense needs to be on point, as it wasn't against Illawarra Hawks, as it, as it was our turnover. So we definitely need to improve in that space. But that's a mental application going into this game as well. Uh, excellent. Sounds good. We're looking forward to it, CJ. And thanks very much for being generous with your time again. And we look forward to seeing you in action now on Friday night. Thanks, Russ. Appreciate it. Thanks, Scotty. Okay, back on Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. Thank you to Sports Card World for that. Ask the Coach segment with CJ Bruton. I hope you all enjoyed CJ's insights. Now, Scott, I wanted to get your thoughts on on something. So the, the Perth Wildcats, your arch ne- nemesis, um, they, they're about to announce their 40th year anniversary team. So I caught up with Damien Martin and Sean Reddidge earlier this week, and we had a chat about our about our team, and we, we put together what we thought would be would be the likely team. So I want to run you through that quickly and get your thoughts. So our, yep. start, our starting five would be James Crawford, Andrew Vlahoff, Sean Reddidge, Bryce Cotton, Ricky Grace. Then off the bench, Paul Rogers, Matty Knight, Scott Fisher, Damien Martin, Mike Ellis. When you hear those names, what, what, go, what comes to mind? Pretty bloody good. That's what comes to mind. That's uh, there's some incredible. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I'd. You know, I might have got Fisher maybe in the starting lineup for Sean Redditch, yep. but you know, I guess you know. But I, I, you also got to remember that uh, you know Fisher had some great years with North Melbourne. Yeah, um, yeah before he came to Perth as well. So yeah, and, maybe Sean's. Uh, in fairness to Sean, Sean didn't have himself in the team. Yeah, was, well, that was going to be my <laughs> next question. Uh, uh, so Sean, uh, but yeah, Sean's longevity and and mm. yeah, you know, he was an incredible player for the Wildcats. So I've I've got no uh, no issue with that uh, at all. Um, um, you know, gee, Damian Martin's unlucky. You know, when he can't make a first team, you, you know, there's some pretty incredible players uh, ahead of him. So who was the sorry? Who was the second team again? Yeah. So 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 off the bench we had we had Rogers, Knight, Fisher, Martin, Ellis. Yeah. Yep. That's a, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, uh, you know, who else would even, even sneak in the contention with that, but, um. The, un- the unlucky ones we probably had were Kevin Lish, who just missed out, so we kind yep. of, went, we kind of ended up going Mike Ellis over Kevin Lish, um, Jesse Wagstaff, probably a little bit unlucky, um, yeah. James Harvey was, was another one, um, and the, the tricky one that we didn't consider through reasons, I guess, non-basketball related was, was Tiny Pinder. 
Yeah, and, and I was going to mention that as well. And uh, look, Kevin List to me is probably the one that, you know, I'd have to sit down and have a serious consideration mm-hmm. about you know, him or Mike Ellis. Uh, you know, you're talking about an MVP of the league, um, and that's taking nothing away from Mike Ellis. And, you know, he was that early stalwart of the club and, and was a tough player and was one of those guys that, you know, really established, you know, I, I guess, what they what they became. So uh, once again, I've, I've got no problems with Mike being in that lineup. But yeah, I'd, I'd probably ever think about maybe putting you know Lish in, Lish in ahead of him. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good lineup. Uh, there's no no problems about that whatsoever. They'd uh, they'd win a few games that uh, that lineup. That's for sure. Well, speaking of that, a couple of years ago we sat down and did our thirty sixes all time teams as well with with, with Brett Maher. So. I've, I've compiled our three teams, and this is what we ended up sort of agreeing on on our Adelaide Adelaide team. So we had, obviously, Mark Davis, Daniel Johnson, Martin Catalini, Brett Maher, Darnell Dun- Mee as our starting five. And then we had Bill Jones, Kevin Brooks, Mike McKay, Daryl Pearce, and, of course, Meenal Green, who was not happy to not be in the starting five. <laughs> um, so how would that 10 go against the Wildcats 10? Now, that would be a hell of a matchup. Mm. I mean, you, you've just got superstars everywhere. Um, you, you know, the, the you know the, the battles between you know, Mark Davis and James Crawford back in the day, you know, with, with legendary stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, you throw Bill Jones into that, that as well. And, I kind of feel, and Scott I kind of feel for DJ a little bit up against Vlahov. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Look, it's, you know, like it, it, it would be... Wow, what a what a battle that would be! You know the, those those guard lineups. You know our our Brett Maher and Daniel me guarding Bryce Cotton's what I would be most excited about. Yeah, and he's uh, he, he, oh, well, you know, I I don't think you ever keep Bryce Cotton down, but he'd certainly he'd certainly know that he's alive after <laughs> you know Daniel uh, chasing him around for for forty minutes. But wow, what a what, what an incredible matchup! That uh, mm. that would be something something to behold. And uh, yeah, look, I'm not going to pick a winner because I'm I'm biased, obviously. But uh, well, yeah, I, that I, Wildcat, I think you that, should because both Damo and Sean said that the Wildcats team would win comfortably. Well, I don't know they'd win comfortably, but <laughs> I, I, you know, look, that that is, you know, you talk about. I guess when you start talking about total championship, you, you know, that that Perth group's going to have a lot more, and that. Yeah, you know, that probably does give them the edge because they've been in, you know, they've been involved in, you know, multiple, multiple championships and and know how to win. So, uh, yeah, look, I this is a, this is a thirty six <laughs> podcast, so like, I, I, I think I don't think it, we can it, do it, another it, show it, if you don't pick the thirty six. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's let's say the thirty six is to win with, uh, you know, Mark Davis being the MVP of the game. No, excellent. Speaking of that, on that show that I. I do. Obviously, Sean Redditch was my co-host for the first couple of years. I thought I had upgraded to Damien Martin for, for this season, but he's now abandoned me. He's, he's gone. He's, he's left me left me in the lurch. So I need a confirmation from you, Scott, that the show with your name on it, I hope you're committed for the long haul. I'm good to go, mate. We we might even have this we might even have this recording device operating properly oh, again now. It's been, been, we've, been had some, we've had some difficulties. <laughs> and I, know the, I know the sound quality is... Uh, has been a little bit, a little bit scratchy for a few weeks, but uh, hopefully now uh, people will be listening to this uh, very clearly uh, uh, on game day. And uh, fingers crossed that uh, we've turned a bit of a corner there. Yep, let's hope so. Okay, just quickly, tell me your thoughts on this Jack Jumpers game on Friday night. No Mitch McCarron, 
But how does the team get the job done? Well, they, they just can't have the lapses that they have, you know. Like, it's, as we talked about, Barcelona's a game momentum, you know. If a team goes on a, you know, goes on a scoring run, well, you know, obviously, number one, you know, the coach can impact upon that. You have timeouts to stop momentum, but it's got to be player-driven on the court. You know, the coach just, you know, you have to, and I spoke to, I spoke to the players about this exact same thing in the preseason. You know, when things are going pear-shaped, you know, the guys on the court have got to come together and, and make a pact that you know, the next time down the court we're not getting scored on or the next time someone waltzes us down for a wide-open lap, you, know, you put them on their backside and make them earn it from the line. You know, there are ways of you know, stopping momentum that doesn't just roll around you know, the coach making timeouts or, or, or having to, having to substitute. So you know, this, this game, they just, they just need to find a way to win. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. Um, and, and, you know, and they should win. You know, like I, you know, good teams find a way to win regardless of who they're putting on the floor. You know, and that's just, you spoke about Darnell Mee. Uh, you know, we had a game where he was injured and we played, uh, we played Itawara. You know, we were deeply concerned without him that, um, you know, we were going to lose that game and we won by 37. Mm. And, you because know, other players stepped up, they knew they were going to get more consistent minutes. And, you know, you, you can, yeah, it's, it's amazing how that can happen. How, you know, now if Daniel was out for three months, that would have hurt us and we would have lost a lot more games, you know, than, than we'd won. But, you know, in the short term, if someone misses a game or two, it's amazing how players step up and, uh, you, know, you know, cover the shortfall of that player. So um, I, I certainly expect, you know, there to be a couple of X-Factors with us in this game and maybe it is Duff and Mike, you know, steps in and plays 20 minutes and, and we saw that last year with Cairns when he, you know, when he got a chance oh, to play extended yeah, minutes, yeah. he was... Uh, he was a handful, um, and these guys are ready to play. You know, they're they're, they're fit. They're, you know, they've obviously been interrupted with uh, not being able to train times of COVID. But so these guys look after themselves and and will be in shape to, to step up and play extended minutes. And that's you know, they're they're the opportunities as a player that you love to get to to show everyone that uh, yeah, you do do deserve to be on the court. So oh, I do. I expect there to be a couple of X factors that we you know aren't expecting um, and it'll be interesting when we have our next conversation hopefully I'm right and hopefully we say you know how good was player A and player B that we didn't really expect to you know, sort of come out and make that sort of impact hopefully Mojave King's one of them too I would like to see a bit more out of him now then Sunday yeah. back at the entertainment centre any chance of us stopping Melbourne United from going nine straight well there is I mean you're gonna you know I don't mind Getting a team that's on a on a streak because the streak's going to end at some stage, and uh, yeah, well, hopefully sooner rather than later. So you know, at some at some point, you know, there, there could be a bit of complacency. They came in here last week, gave us you know, gave us a bit of a touch up in the end. So you know, they're going to swagger in here with a lot of confidence, and uh, you know, all the more reason if you come out with the right mindset, you're at home. You know, we, we, we're going to have. I'm not sure what the crowd numbers are. It's, it's been difficult with, um, oh, I guess, restrictions. And, and also, I think a lot of people at the moment are just it's locking themselves up, up at yeah. home and yeah. uh, you know, not getting out in the community. But, they, you know, there'll be 5,000 people there and, and you know, you know, willing on the 36ers to win. So I, I, I don't mind that scenario. I think it's... Uh, I think it's good. You, you win against the jack jumpers, hopefully. Um, you know, get some confidence. We come back on Saturday. 
uh, you know, get to sleep in your own bed and, and you wake up fresh and you, you get a chance to play the form team in the competition. I mean, that's what you that's what you live for as a as an athlete and a competitor to prove yourself against the best. And uh, um, well, there should be optimism within the group. You know, like we we've hardly played over the last you know month or so, and um, yeah, you, you get to get get a chance to get some games on your belt really quickly. And uh, oh, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, we're, we're all looking forward to it. So starts on Friday night against Tasmania, back home on Sunday against Melbourne. It's been a big show, Scott. It's been enjoyable catching up again. A late night recording, this one. So I hope every, everyone can, can bear with us. Um, so I'm going to sign off um, and leave you, leave you, Scott, with filling our listeners in on what a big Friday you've got to look forward to. You've got a premium wine tour and then... Hopefully you'll get home in time. Get home in time, yes. I have got a tour. I almost have to get directions to go to the Barossa tomorrow. It's been a while. It's, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be enjoyable of uh, looking after a couple up there tomorrow and uh, and get home and see a nice, uh, nice strong 36 a win. That would, uh, that would be just a tonic from the end of the week.